0: welcome to six pennies podcast albert and i are today going to talk about the nba my favorite subject the nba season is already back i don't know what happened but it's already october and games are getting started really soon the season's starting earlier than ever did you know that
1: yeah it usually starts like the last week of october or first week of november right
0: it starts like the week, the last week of October, like a little before Halloween. It's you know gotten a little bit earlier, I think, the past couple of years. But this year, I think it's like two weeks earlier because they cut off a bunch of preseason games to spread it out a little more and get rid of back-to-backs.
1: Do you know why I remember when it starts?
0: Because uh, it's before your birthday.
1: Yeah. So when Michael Jordan first oh, nice. re- when Michael Jordan first retired, um, his number was like you know raised in the Raptors at a uh, united center on november 1st 1993 which was my birthday and i remember it like it was
0: yesterday that's uh that's strange interesting okay um well speaking of michael jordan and the bulls actually no we're not going to talk about the bulls because they're going to be like the worst team in the league
1: um for the next we're gonna like, go... three years
0: we're gonna <laughs> We're going to go with some better teams first and I have like a series of questions that I just put together. You have no idea what these are. We're going to spend maybe, I don't know, three minutes on each of them. We got about six questions. Okay. So here we go. First, first one is about up and coming teams, not like the Chicago Bulls. And so I want you to rank these four teams in terms of watchability as well as just potential. Um, here are the four teams. You got two in each conference. We got the Nuggets, the Wolves. Wow. The Sixers and the Bucks. What do you think?
1: I'm so glad you picked the the T Wolves because obviously um, their trade for Jimmy Butler put them in playoff contention. I don't know if they're in like legitimate, um, you know, like championship contention, but they'll fight for a five through nine seed in the West.
0: Well, hopefully, they're not fighting for the nine. Hopefully they're fighting for that five. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, they're a very well-rounded team. Obviously, they still have Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, but they've added uh, aforementioned Butler, Teague, Taj Gibson. It's like basically the Bulls of 2013 or or whatever. So, which yeah. they're probably really happy.
0: Man, you, uh, did you do your homework or what's going on? I thought you didn't know anything about the NBA.
1: Honestly, my NBA my knowledge is so much higher going into this season wow. than like the past two, three seasons. And it's 100% Instagram? of Instagram. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy wow. that I use it as a news source, but it's so true.
0: Man, Instagram has changed the world or <laughs> yeah. it's changed Albie's world. For sure. So the Wolves are your number one, I guess, for it sounds like both of those Wol- watchability yeah, wolves, as well as
1: just in, in the West Wolves probably number one for up and coming. I, I am not intrigued with Denver at all. What? And, and I also think that the Pelicans are gonna be a flop. Uh,
0: I think um I think there's a consensus there on the Pelicans. I, yeah. I don't think there's much potential just Wait, because why are, they got the two bigs.
1: Why are you so high on the nuggets?
0: I mean, they were, they were awesome last year once Jokic got in place, and then they added Paul Millsap. Now they have like the two of the best-passing big men in the league at their positions. Maybe the two best. Well, Millsap isn't going to be the best power forward, but one of the top several power forwards in passing, uh, along with Jokic, along with guys like Gary Harris and Wilson Chandler. It's going to be like a f- really fun team to watch.
1: But they've been the same team now for the last 10 years.
0: What does that mean? No, they haven't. They've had completely different players.
1: I know, but the same like makeup, like, you know, like long athletic guys who can play but don't really have good team B ball IQ.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think win. that's before, that's pre Jokic. Once you bring the Joker in there, okay. I think everything's changing every, already in every the cultures.
1: Time, every time you bring up Paul Millsap, I just remember how you thought his name was Milisap.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I still partially believe that it should be Millisap. <laughs> I think I believe that for maybe I don't know, four or five years of Phoenix best, Basketball. I always told you I wanted to draft Paul Millisap. Yeah. Alright, going to the going yeah, to the East go, then going How about to the, the Sixers east, and the Bucks.
1: Going to East, I think the Bucks are not only up and coming, I think they're actually here already. Like the team is really good. I think they're gonna fight for a home court. Spot home court advantage spot so first two no. seats in the east because outside of Cleveland and um, Cleveland and Boston and I think Washington is gonna get it take a step back I think Toronto is gonna take a step back what so I think it's it's gonna be Milwaukee and Jason Kidd
0: I don't see why Toronto or um, Washington would take a step back I think Washington will take a step forward. Um, Toronto is going to have a full year of Ibaka. Hopefully, he'll be healthy, and that's that's a different team than uh, than they were for the full year last year.
1: I don't know what their win totals were, but would you do a meal bet on on it?
0: I don't. I don't make bet, meal bets against you. I don't know if you remember, <laughs> uh, we we stopped that a long time ago. The the Bucks are intriguing. I mean, they are following that same blueprint that the Warriors had with. A bunch of long, interchangeable guys. But really, it, it all starts and ends with Giannis, right? If Giannis becomes even better this year um, and Jabari, Bar- Jabari Parker gets healthy, Middleton's going to be healthy. Like That's, that's going to be a pretty fun team to watch, at least. I don't know if they're going to fight for that, that home court, but maybe a 5-6 seed and to be pretty scrappy in the first round.
1: Do you want to do a meal bet on whether they'll finish in the top four seats?
0: I don't, I don't know how many times you're gonna ask about meal bets on this podcast. But, but honestly, I'm keep who, denying.
1: Yeah, who's who's gonna even watch the Bucks? Like they won't even be on TV, so we can't even see how good they are until the playoffs.
0: Um, I mean, last year I watched them on NBA League Pass through um, Jeez, Verizon. They, they give you league. They give you league pass for free on Verizon if you have a, a large data plan. So I don't know. Maybe you should switch. No, don't switch from ATT to Verizon. Never
1: mind. No, Sharon just jumped on the plan, man. Can't change it. Now. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Never <laughs> mind. Got to keep the family going. Yeah. Um, what, what about the Sixers? You don't believe in the process? They too much J.J. hype, Reddick man. Way,
1: way too much hype right now. Um, well,
0: I agree it's too much hype. Like, their over-under is over, like, four, like more than 40 wins. I think it's, like, 42 or I don't even know how many, but it's way too that many. That is like, absurd. They, yeah. they, they, they might scratch 500, like, might be a playoff team at best. But they're not really going to do much. Like Fultz and Simmons are, are both rookies, so they're not going to do a lot.
1: Fultz, Simmons, and Embiid, the three of them together, I would assume they're going to play like less than
0: 180 games. I would say definitely less than 180, but so what if I said 155?
1: 155, so you're saying about 50 per person.
0: Yeah, take the over or the under.
1: And under, Damn, yeah, still going
0: under. It's pretty tough. I mean, you have no idea if Simmons is going to be healthy or Embiid. Um, but I mean, I think they'll be pretty fun to watch when when they are healthy. So gotta but, catch those couple games while we but, can.
1: I'd say that underrated story of the Seven Sixers is um, Jalil Okafor. He lost like thirty five pounds this summer.
0: You know, there's always guys that lose a lot <laughs> yeah. of pounds in the off season or they gain a bunch of muscle. Like that that's all that happens. You either gain fifteen pounds of muscle or you lose fifteen pounds. Yeah, so. It's like
1: they change their complete body structure in two months.
0: Yeah. Jaleel Okafor is still on the Sixers and so he hasn't gotten like bought out or anything.
1: No man, he's like the new Brooke Lopez. He's always gonna be rumored to be traded every deadline.
0: Um you know, the the Sixers did have, like, six months off, though. So, I don't know. Maybe that is enough to, to lose them a much weight. But I, I think we've given a, enough time to those teams. I want to move back to the West to, to a contender that was has always been really good. And um, it's here, the hometown Los Angeles Clippers, who obviously oh. lost Chris Paul. Do you think that they're going to be still a playoff team this year? Or do you think that they are in
1: the tank? I definitely think they are a playoff team. I don't know if you've seen... M- milos on instagram highlights but that guy is an amazing passer
0: i i am in agreement specifically for that reason
1: yeah he is a he's better than joker he's better than Saric, like all those guys this guy he's, is he, sick yeah. man
0: he's got those ricky rubio no look passes he's got that jason Kidd vision it's exciting H- pairing him with pat beverly in the backcourt um, I, I don't know about the rest of the team. I, I don't know if Blake Griffin's going to be healthy or if we'll ever like the way he plays, but uh, they could—they have some potential.
1: Yeah, in, the, in that first game when he was, um, I'm talking about Blake, when he was, uh, you know, like making, he made like two or three three-pointers and stuff, but even when he went into the lane, he was contorting everywhere. <laughs> it was like, what is this guy doing? He doesn't elevate for his layups. I don't understand.
0: He lost it all. Every year, he loses a little bit more. He just, you know, he used to dunk like seventy percent of his shots, and now it, he just doesn't. He doesn't
1: even go in the paint. So is, he's M- gonna cont- is Milos a two guard? So he's gonna play. No, be- he's a point. Oh, he, uh oh, he's a. I mean, I'm saying like he's gonna play in the same backcourt as Beverly.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no positions anymore. You can play Beverly that's- with with Milos for sure. If you played Harden with Beverly, yeah, right?
1: that's a pretty sick backcourt. Like really exciting. defensive.
0: Defensive monster from Beverly, and like Beverly and DeAndre anchoring the defense, it's pretty solid.
1: Is it still Austin Rivers though, as like their main guy off the bench?
0: Uh, I mean, they, they got Lou Williams too in the trade, so oh, they yeah, got a couple. They got that. some scores. Uh, I don't know about the defense along the wings; that that might be a an issue for them. But they got Gallinari as well, so we'll see if he's.
1: Oh yeah, um, they the got got, he got injured. Oh, he's already injured
0: he got injured in euro basketball oh, by God. punching a guy and this he broke like is. his hand.
1: He broke his hand so he's out multiple months.
0: He pulled up Blake Griffin, punched a guy and, and, oh, and broke his hand, yeah.
1: Wow. Terrible.
0: Let's move on. No more Clippers. No more Clippers. Let's uh, let's keep moving up to better and better teams. Have Wait, be, before
1: before you move on, do you, who yeah. do you think will win more games, the Clippers or the Lakers? Uh,
0: the Clippers easily. The Lakers are not going to not going to get close to 40
1: wins. But you haven't seen those Lonzo Ball highlights on Instagram? <laughs> God,
0: Lonzo Ball is. I don't know what it is about him. I do not like him.
1: So I, I also didn't like him until I watched him live in Vegas Summer League.
0: Oh, you watched him? Yeah,
1: he's, he's actually. He controls the game, man, at 18 or 19 or whatever. But of course, that was against Summer League competitions. We'll see. I mean, later. he's
0: also controlling it against. The Lakers practice scrimmage squads. He was like six and zero in his first scrimmage games.
1: Really? Yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean we'll that's see. against other Lakers. He he can't defend at all. Like not even a lick. So when he has to guard guys like Westbrook and Curry, even second tier guys, he's gonna you know like Blitzo and and Milos. Like he's gonna get demolished.
0: And something about the way he shoots, I mean, I know it's just like the mechanics are bad and maybe they'll fix it or something, but it just looks so ugly. I mean, you see that guy playing pickup, right, where they just don't know how to shoot a basketball, and you, it's just so, I, I don't know what it is. It's just not fun to to see.
1: Form-wise, form is really ugly, but metrics-wise, it's actually a le- legitimate like shooter.
0: Oh, I know. I'm talking about the form wise. Yeah. Like, I can't stand when the guy shoots from like his waist. It's <laughs> it's, it's so ugly. I, I wonder if that's it, it can be effective too in the NBA because like, you know, guys have to shoot really quick, like off the dribble or even catch and shoot. And he can't do that in the NBA with guys closing in faster, longer guys defending the shot. Like he's just gonna get blocked.
1: Yeah, there's no way he's gonna do off the dribble shots. It's mostly gonna be spot up threes. So he's going to be really picky and choosy about when he shoots threes and then literally just lay up some floaters and stuff like that.
0: Uh, hopefully he just sticks to passing because he is good at passing. I'll give him that. Yeah. Between him and, and Milos, those those LA uh, point guards are going to be, are gonna be pretty, pretty exciting, I guess.
1: But I think he's going to also get everyone's best shot every night just because of his dad and their name and stuff like that. So he's going to get torched a lot, to be honest.
0: All right, let's move it along to OKC, made the two of the biggest moves of the, of the summer, two of the most surprising moves of the summer, getting Paul George and then Carmelo Anthony Man. and re-signing Russell Westbrook to the richest extension in NBA history on Kevin Durant's birthday, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> um, how do you feel about OKC? What do you think their seed is going to be in the West? And I have an over-under here of 54.5 wins.
1: 54 and a half. I'd take the under.
0: Yeah, 54 and a half is kind of high, right?
1: Yeah, because it's going to take some time for them to mesh and gel and stuff like that. Um, But they are by far the most intriguing team, right? You don't have three guys of that talent together. Um, They're all alphas. They all need the ball. They're all um, high-volume guys. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how they – work together but i would say i usually adop, adapt or adopt one team a year to kind of just follow and and cheer for and outside of like LeBron's team and my hometown team the Mavericks i think it's going to be OKC this year
0: okay so you do you, i i remember when we talked about this before you and mock both really liked Russell Westbrook right you, you still enjoy watching him and you're a fan right
1: yeah, I still like him a lot. Okay,
0: okay. I I mean, yeah, I can see it being pretty fun watching him and Paul George and I guess Carmelo. But for me, like, I didn't like Westbrook very much before, and then adding Melo to the mix, I am not interested in OKC. Like, I I don't really want to watch them. I, I I don't know. They they just don't intrigue me. Like, um, they they're, they're going to be good, but fifty four and a half is an interesting number because. They won, like, 47, 48, maybe, last year? Yeah. That's without PG and and Carmelo. Like, seems like it should be doable to add, like, about six, seven wins, right?
1: Yeah, but you also have to take into account, like, the competition in the West, right? It's not just about how good they are. It's how many times they have to play this team and that team. So then by the time you add up all the losses, that's already 20.
0: All right. So, what do you have them as in the West then? Top 4 seed? Top 3?
1: Uh, yeah, I think they're I think they're pretty much penciled in as a top 4 seed. Um yeah. if they're the 3rd seed, it's be- it's not because of them. It would be because San Antonio regressed. So, I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm actually banking more on San Antonio regressing, but we've all been saying that for like 5 years now. So, um I don't I I don't know. I I really do think Lamarcus is done. So I think that um, OKC is going to jump San Antonio finally.
0: Okay, but not Houston.
1: No, Houston is so good.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Houston is not on my list of teams to talk about. Um, but a team that is on my list is is your hometown Mavericks. Oh man, because I want to hear I want to hear about Dennis Smith Jr. I, I just want to hear best case scenario for him and worst case. That's
1: it. Best case scenario for him. So when I was in Vegas, I watched the Summer League game. It was actually Lakers versus Mavericks. So I oh, nice. I went specifically to watch Dennis Smith versus Lonzo Ball. And it was very clear that Dennis Smith's offensive talents are like top tier. And when I say offensive talents, yep. I just mean like explosion at the rim, quick first yeah. step, and then his step back jumper, he can get it off against anybody so that's those are things that he doesn't need to like um, expand if you will because he already has it if anything he just needs to refine those skills and so I think offensively at his peak he can be a 25 plus points guy but if we're talking about like a comparison to past players like I want him to be a Baron Davis I was gonna say yeah, that that I was would, that I was be say, my that's, best that's
0: my comp for him for best case. Yeah,
1: a healthy Baron Davis was one of the most exciting, most underrated yeah. players in the league, and so that'd be awesome to have someone like that on our
0: team. Um, was it with you that we saw Baron Davis like at a bar? Yep. And we didn't want to say hi, right? <laughs> yeah, because it was we didn't want to like get in the way. But that was like in Santa Monica or something. We were just we were going out or something. We saw him. Just sitting around with his friend eating, and we were like, "Oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't say anything."
1: Yeah, so that that is one plus. Right, of Dennis Smith is I don't think he has an eating problem like Baron Davis, did. <laughs> so he's not going to have to worry about like putting on oh, weight man. and then trying to lose all that weight before you know midseason, like Baron Davis <laughs> is, or Raymond Fulton is, or something like that. Is
0: Baron Davis still trying to make a comeback?
1: He's always trying to make a comeback, man. But when I'm you awesome. watch highlights of him in the Drew League, like he is.
0: So, he's so washed cool. up,
1: yeah.
0: Oh yeah, he's washed up. Okay, so what's worst case for this, Junior? Uh,
1: worst case would be like just a flash in the pan, and it only lasts. Steve Francis. Yeah. Well, Steve Francis.
0: Like three think. years of Steve. Steve Francis.
1: Three years would would not be worst case in my opinion. Worst case would be like just this year, and then he just regresses, and or he gets hurt, you know, career ending injury or something like that. But I wouldn't mind having. If we have the right pieces, I wouldn't mind having a three-year Steve Francis run.
0: Who are some other, like, highly touted point guards that really didn't work out? Do like, you know any? Like, like TJ
1: Ford, Jason Williams, those type of guys.
0: Like Johnny Flynn or something? Yeah. Randy Foye? Oh, man, those that would be pretty rough. But
1: I, I think I think Dennis Smith Jr. seems like he's better than those guys. I think, yeah. I mean, potentially he is, and he's he has the benefit of joining a good team in terms of like the infrastructure, right? If he joins yeah. yeah. If he joins like, you know, the Kings now, or like the magic or Bobcats or something, then yeah, his season or his career just might be over before it starts. But because he gets to join Rick Carlisle and the infrastructure and Dirk and all that, um, I think he has a good chance to succeed.
0: I think he could be pretty good. Here's, Uh, A question I I don't know the answer to. How tall is he?
1: So, according to NBA.com, I think he's 6'2".
0: Okay. But he seems pretty small, right? He
1: he looks shorter than that, yeah.
0: Like, when I saw some highlights of him, he's so explosive. Like, he reminded me a little of, like, Eric Bledsoe. Uh Uh-huh. And also a little bit, unfortunately, like, Nate Robinson, just because he's doing some crazy dunks. Yeah. And I, I worry if he's anything actually like that in person so it'll be interesting to see what he how he turns out i
1: would i would love if he had eric bledsoe's defense pre-injury but he doesn't he just doesn't have that like mindset to shut down the opposing guy he's more of like a i'm gonna make this really nice no look pass or i'm gonna try to dunk on you
0: well at least he got something to look forward to that's a nice steal in the draft
1: yeah it'd be fun
0: all right two more teams um, the last two teams, as always, it's going to be the Warriors and the Cavs. Who do you want to go over first? You don't even want to talk Warriors, right?
1: The Warriors are such a joke, man.
0: They are... I think Vegas has them at uh, 67.5 uh, over under, which is absurd. How do you feel about that? What, do you, what would you take? It just
1: pisses me off that a team like that is... Like, it's reality. That, you know, they they are... Boys are primed to win 70 games every year. And that's not how it should be, but it is what it is.
0: How many of the women last for 65, right? Not I, as much. I don't even care or remember. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Just, just one question, 67 and a half, over or under? Under? Just because you hate them and you want to be right.
1: <laughs> No, I I honestly think it's super hard to win sixty seven games. Like, it is
0: it is super hard. I I would probably bet the under two just because it's like, you know, it, it almost never happens. Even though they are so great and they've done it a couple times already, it's still really really difficult to hit that many wins. So. And
1: I'm sure they're gonna take some nights off this season.
0: Yeah, but even if they take even if two guys take a night off, they still could win. So. All right, go, let's, go to, let's go to your team. Let's go to LeBron and the Cavs. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Dwayne Wade joining that team?
1: So I'm, I'm not sure why, if reports are correct, accurate as of right now, um, he's going to be starting, but I don't understand that. Why, why would you start Dwayne Wade, who at this stage of his career would dominate against second team unit and would dominate if he only plays like 20 minutes a game?
0: Who's the projected starting five,
1: then? Um, so right now it's Derrick Rose over Isaiah yep. Thomas before he gets back. And then it's D. Wade, LeBron. They're going to start Jay Crowder at power forward yep. yeah, and Kevin Love at center with Tristan coming off the bench.
0: So the bench is Tristan, um, J.R. Smith, Korver, mm-hmm. Shumpert, uh, Jeff Green.
1: Jeff Green. Alderon.
0: Do they still have Darren Williams, or they get rid of that guy? No,
1: they they really like him, so he's still there.
0: Wow, I can't believe Darren Williams' corpse oh, no, is still there. No, Darren
1: Williams or Derek Williams?
0: Oh no, Darren.
1: Oh, Darren's gone. Yeah, Darren's gone. Oh,
0: okay, is he still in the NBA?
1: I don't know, to be honest.
0: Man, that finals performance really destroyed him. (laughs) Poor guy.
1: What sucks is... Remember when
0: he was, like, in, like, one of the top two or three-point guards in the NBA, like, four years ago or something?
1: More than four years ago. But what sucks is, like, the beginning of the year, the first half of the year as a Maverick, he was actually doing really well.
0: He was really... He was solid.
1: Yeah, and then... For some reason, that final series, he could not make a shot. He,
0: I mean, he was pretty good, like, it throughout the, you know, with Cleveland, even the first couple rounds of the playoffs. Just the finals, he got killed. I don't know what happened. The pressure got to him. But I agree, like, Wade should definitely be in the second unit because with LeBron there, you need a shooter. Like, you need JR in the starting lineup. Yeah, no,
1: so I, I agree with you. I think, um like, team composition, team... Like, starting five dynamics-wise, it's very flawed now with um, with uh, Dwayne Wade. But I think that's why they're going to have K-Love move to the five and bring in 3-and-D specialist Jay Crowder and, and have him starting.
0: I mean, it's about time that Kevin Love is going to be a five. He should have been a five last year. Like, they shouldn't play him and
1: totally Tristan agree. at the same time. Yeah, totally agree.
0: But... I think the bigger problem, like, I'd rather have Wade, Wade and JR smart starting than Wade and Rose. I'd rather have either Wade or Rose come off the bench because either of those guys, to, you know, needs the ball and can really
1: probably do a lot of damage against the second units. Yeah, great point. And um, Ty Lue actually in his latest uh, press conference said that they they are working out Dwayne Wade at point guard, whether it's starting or or backup point guard, but I think you're going to see him bring the ball up a lot more than in recent years.
0: But I think it doesn't matter either way, right? Because LeBron's still going to bring the ball up like 40% of the time either way.
1: Agreed. But I think LeBron, LeBron is underrated as a passer in the post. So I want yeah. I want to see that more often. So you can ISO D-Wade and ISO uh, D-Rose, but um, on the weak side. But then on the strong side, if you have LeBron just like, posting up, all the attention is going to be focused on that, and they're going to get a lot more driving lanes.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like, it messes up the spacing, because it's great that it's Crowder and Love spacing it for LeBron, right? But Mm -hmm. the fact that you have both Wade and Rose there, neither of whom can shoot any threes, that kind of ruins it. Like, it needs to be J.R. Smith or Kyle Korver or even Richard Jefferson, anybody who could shoot a three better than those two guys.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. Do you think this rivalry between Cleveland and Boston is is a legit rivalry? Like, do you think they're both going to push each other, or do you think um, Cleveland is still Boston's like, big brother?
0: Wait, we're talking about Boston?
1: Yeah, Cleveland and Boston.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about Cleveland and Warriors. Oh, yeah. um, Cleveland is, is the big brother. Like, Boston is not gonna... They're, they're not good enough.
1: I think they lost a lot of their depth, right? They
0: did. They lost... All their players. They lost two thirds of their players, two thirds of their start or three fifths of their starters. Like um it's it's a big difference not having Crowder, Bradley, uh Kelly Olenek, obviously Isaiah. Like that's a lot of core guys. Like they're asking they're gonna be asking a lot from Marcus Smart. Um
1: yeah, they're banking on Smart for the
0: defense.
1: Jalen Brown, um the rookie, Tatum. and Tatum, yeah. I mean i I think the move, the more I think about it is is actually not that bad from a Boston standpoint if you believe in those young guys, but yeah you're, you you're getting rid of like a proven hungry veteran team, and now you're bringing in these young guys who you know for all intents and purposes might end up flopping
0: I think the move is still right because they are building for the next four or five years, you know, LeBron might not be there next year. And if that's the case, like giving these minutes now to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, getting them more and more developed, like Jalen Brown played, you know, defended LeBron last year in the conference finals. That's, that's some good experience right there. And he's going to continue to develop now. So now having Kyrie more and Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, both, you know, a little bit younger and, and more on the, the timeline that can work with those young guys they're going to be really good the next couple years as well.
1: So let's flip this. I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think will win the finals?
0: The Warriors are going to be in the Cavs.
1: Do you think that the Warriors... <laughs> so win? boring. Do you think the Warriors and the Rockets are meeting in the Western Conference Finals?
0: I hope so. I'm not the optimist that Mock is. Um, I think there's a serious threat both from the Thunder and from the Spurs. But I mean, I think the Rockets are are in position to be the second best team in the West. Now it, it remains to be seen like how well the guys are going to mesh together. Everybody uh, lost a little bit of debt by trading for Chris Paul. Yeah, I think people are forgetting that like we, you know, Patrick Beverly's a really good player. Lou Williams is you know valuable off the bench at, at least in the regular season. Um, you know, Sam Decker when healthy and Montrez Harrell is helpful even though. You know, he didn't, didn't play with the postseason, but that's a lot of guys that are pretty solid, yeah. so if something happens, like Chris Paul is how old is he 32, three? thirty three. Yeah. if he you know if he gets a small injury or something, that's that's gonna be a pretty big problem. I think a lot of it's gonna depend on Clint Capella's continued development. like his his motor hasn't been very good. He can't stand the game more than twenty eight minutes or something. But if he can play like 32, 34 minutes, he's going to be like a double double machine dunking all day long. And um, I mean, that's not obviously that's not the only factor, but uh, I, I think the Rockets are still going to be primed to be this the second seed in the
1: West. You, you want Chris Paul's effect on Clint, Clint Capella to be like a DeAndre Jordan of two, three years ago, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I want him to play defense and get dunks. Yeah. I, I agree. If if he probably can make that, probably the underhanded free throw too.
1: <laughs> if he can make that leap to be a legitimate, you know, top ten center in the league, then the Rockets will will definitely be in position to to beat the Warriors. Man,
0: up. I I told you we weren't weren't talking about Rockets on this podcast, dude. Sorry, man.
1: I I just, I just wanted to bring bring them up. I know you're back in Houston now.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that at a later time. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this up thanks for joining six pennies podcast once again leave us a comment and uh give us a rating on itunes if you have a chance thanks for joining